joining us now are three young ladies from the women's Australian team that are heading to Canada in seven days, I believe, for the first ever Women's World Cup. Um, I'll start by introducing them one by one. First, we have Natalie Jones. Natalie, Natalie tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, what do you want to know? What club? Well, yeah, what uh, club do you play for? Yes. I haven't seen you much. <laughs> so, I play for the Croydon Rangers here in Melbourne. Is that the undefeated women's undefeated season? Undefeated premiers? Sack free. Sack free? Sack free, I dare say. Jesus. Um, yeah, Croydon Rangers. And uh, play on the offensive line. Um I'm I'm happy to play anywhere, so doesn't matter, guard, center, whatever. Um, yeah, and I've been playing since uh, the team was started, so in 2015. Um, so this was my third season uh, that I've been playing now. So beautiful. Yeah. And another girl we have in the studio, or, or woman, I should say, <laughs> Jess Johnson. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Um. Um, yeah, so I've been playing gridiron in Victoria now. This is my third season, just finished up. I started with the Melbourne University Chargers for my first two seasons, then moved over to the Northern Raiders. Um, I play offensive line on the Outback team, which was not really planned. I actually started um, at the first two camps as a linebacker and got moved over to O-line and I'm majority playing tackle, trying to learn a bit of guard while I'm at it just as a bit of a backup. Very good, very interesting. That's that's a tough swap to make uh, during camp. Uh, and the third young lady we have in here is the very special Tanya Russell. Welcome to the studio. Hi, Jay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tanya. Um, well, this is also my third season playing gridiron. Um, I started in 2015 as well. I've been a ranger for all those seasons. I predominantly play running back. That's That's my home. Um, but happy to go in as a slot receiver whenever they need me. And a bit of defence for the Rangers this season. I, I just noticed from the sidelines, I'm not very involved with them, so um, I noticed you were on the defence a little bit. Yes, I filled in, I helped out. Um, played a bit of corner, bit of safety. Got very a pick good. Six. Picks? Jesus. I've never got one of them. Rich, have you ever got one of them? Rich has got two of them. Um, now, before we get into any, all the nitty gritty, let's start with basically. Give us a bit of a rundown of how the training's gone so far. I, I know you girls have a pretty full-on job training um, and a bit of like the, the camps that have happened and, and how they've gone and, and the coaching staff and basically what your thoughts are on the build-up to, to the World Cup. Um, yeah, so we've, we've obviously had two camps to date. Um, what, you know, we had our first camp back in 2016 in Feb uh, where it was an open, uh, open camp so anyone could um, rock up and... Yep. Um, you know, put their skills on display. So, um, and then from that, we were, I think there was a hundred and how many the first game? There was about 110, I believe. Yeah. Wow, Maybe 120 okay. or so dependent. A few a people did drop out about a week or so leading up to it with injury and not whatnot yeah. from seasons. So, yeah. And so I suppose from then, like it, 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 it was intense. I think a lot of us um, went into the camp thinking that, you know, it'd be s- we'd be able to pick up some skills that we could bring back. And I think we're all a bit um, <laughs> um, surprised, I think, to, you know, what we were actually... I don't think anyone actually e- estimated the... Um, intensity? In- intensity yeah. that, that the camp would be. It's a different level. Yeah, it's it's it, it, was, it was definitely an eye-opener. But, you know, I think um, a lot of us had so much fun that it was just like, I want more. Like... Yeah, exactly what Nat's saying. <laughs> I went into the camp. I was I'd played one season of gridiron, sort of got the caught the bug a bit, enjoyed it. Went into the camp wanting to learn more, and never did I think I'd have the opportunity to play on the Australian team a year and a half later. No way. I, I think that's the beauty of the sport in this country, though. You know, I, I know for the men's as well. It, it's just there's so many opportunities to excel yourself, and it's really a, it's a bit of a cliche now, but anyone can play. Like I look at you three girls, and you're all completely different. Yeah. Um, and you all are obviously very good players, and that's something that yeah, it's very attractive, to, especially to Australians. That you know, all the other sports you look at, you know, even female-based sports or even Australian rules, they're very fitness-based. You know, netball, you pretty much have to be tall if you want to be successful. Basketball, the same thing. Um, whereas gridiron, you can really find a spot for anyone at any point, and that's something that you know it's become quite a cliche now. But really, any you can anyone can play. It yeah. does not matter who mm-hmm. you are. And I think I think that's probably the best thing about the women's league, and that's what's attracting so many people to yeah. help grow. Is that 
you know, it doesn't matter if you're 18 or how old is Sammy? 40? 40, I believe 42 possibly. Yeah, you know. We have, we've had players that are at the first camp or older than that. Yeah, you yeah. know, like you don't have to not, you don't have to put your life on hold to play gridiron. Like we've got so many mums in the league that, you know, like it's, yeah, it doesn't matter what walk of life, what, you know, where you're at in life doesn't matter. There's always a spot for the, on the team for you, you know. And what's your thoughts on, the, you know, the camaraderie from around the country? You know, it's a, a new group of people from all different parts of Australia coming together. It, was it a good feeling, you know, getting to know everyone from different parts of the country? Yeah, yeah it definitely was. Um, like, we get to learn all the different stories from the different states. Like, people in Queensland, for example, you know, they have a very high rugby culture up there. So, they have a lot of people that come from rugby that play gridiron in their off-season. Uh, people in ACT are only just starting a league. So we get to learn their stories and we know that we're not alone in this struggle together. I also didn't go to the first camp. So I I walked into the second having heard all of these stories from specific players. Um, I I heard all these stories on how awesome Kristen Moran was and I rock up to camp and she's my roomie. So... I was, I was a little fangirly when we <laughs> when, when I learned that. And when of of Christy Moran, is that her name? Special Christy K. Moran. She's going to hear that. And she's that's a sick <laughs> nickname. Is her nickname Special K? We call her Special K. Oh, that's what yeah, dreams are made you of. Know, you know, and I Kate, could die happy if my nickname was Special K. You know, Kay's a, um, you know, she's one of the girls, that one of the Aussies playing over in the States now. So Okay, um, at Chicago? Yeah, she plays for Force. She plays running back for Force. Um, I'm who, sure. who coaches them from the... Coach K? Coach K, Coach, Coach Kaneki, yeah. Okay. Um, so he heads them up. And we got a few other Aussies over there, you know, like Ducky and... Um, Tracy Day. Tracy Day. and I believe there's a couple of others sort of scattered everywhere else, but I, from the top of our heads, we can't know. We've also got players that are playing in England, in Finland, um, in places in Europe as well, which it's becoming quite a bigger sport over there as well. Yeah, and there's been no... Uh no issues with the Victorians being on the team, even though we're not a part of... Uh, they GM. love us. Yeah, they, they should love, love us. They we're the love best, us. We're the best football <laughs> state in the country. And if we had a chance to uh, defend our titles, or <laughs> not even defend our titles, but compete for a title, yeah. um, that'd be really nice. I, I think, you know, the girls, I think they're all hoping that, uh, you know, one of the outcomes from this, from the, the Outback program is that, you know, maybe we'll see a lot more um, interstate games happen. And, you know, like even this year, was it this year we went... Last, last year. year. God, About this time last year when we went up to Canberra to play against, it was a New South Wales yeah. ACT hybrid team. That was fantastic for the Victorian girls. Like, we've never done that before and yeah. it was such an eye-opening experience and a lot of them didn't get the opportunity to go out back either. So, they got to see a whole other level of football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's what awesome. you want. You want the more competition you can get and, you know, you girls mentioned earlier the intensity of the camps and stuff and, you know, the better opposition you go against, the, the better you're going to get. And Absolutely. I think people that want to play at that level, you have to really embrace that, you know, you're going to get beaten a yep. lot and that's what football is. You don't win every single battle and, you know, when you're playing in, in the local leagues, you can tend to, to do that and, and win a lot of the battles but... When you get up against these good players, you have to be intense and ready to go on every single snap. Absolutely. And I think that's something that, you know, it's so hard to get that experience at a club level when you've got guys, you know, that you know, walk off the, the building site to come on and, and play defensive <laughs> line, you know, that don't really come care. Come from church and yeah. all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. they can't yeah. play Sundays because they got church. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's very difficult to get that intensity. Um, let's talk about your first game. You've got Canada. Um, obviously... They've been playing football for a long time. Um, they're going to have some experienced girls. What's your your feelings for that? You've just got a, a range of emotions, I bet. Yeah, lots of emotions. All yeah. of the emotions are like, yeah, um, I leave in four days, so a little bit earlier than everyone else. So it's all starting to sort of pile on for me, but I know everyone else is. It's not just nerves. There's excitement. Like we, we sort of have an inkling of what we're going to expect at camp. It's going to be tough for everyone. It's going to be like nothing like the first, you know, our first two camps. How long's um, camp before the tournament? Um, it's around nine days or so. Oh, give wow. or take, I believe. I, yeah, I don't okay. think... We don't. We haven't actually been told exactly like our schedules or anything like that. But I don't think the whole time it's full on training. We do. We slowly teeter off before we start playing the yeah. games yeah. at the World Championship. You'll be you'll be two a days for the first few days, I'd imagine. Though, mm-hmm. what's, we, what's we, the weather we'd ex- like? We'd expect nothing less. Is it? It's warm in Canada right now. I think uh, it's twenty, 20 degrees. Yeah. So it's like nice. I looked it up the other nice. day. So imagine it's if it was winter there. <laughs> oh, and where exactly is it in Canada? Uh, Langley. 
So, um, which is, I think it's about 20 minutes from the border from the States. Yeah, so it's about an hour from Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Any plans of holidays afterwards? A bit of skiing in summer? Maybe not. <laughs> <Skiing> <laughs> I think the snow's <laughs> melted. <laughs> I am going up to Whistler afterwards to have a look, but to do more hiking than skiing. So hiking? Yeah, I don't think any snow left, so no <laughs> snowboarding for me. I thought you wanted to play offensive line. Cut that hiking stuff out of your game. <laughs> you don't need that. Tanya, you should be hiking and running and sprinting. And actually, that's what I want to talk what, What's your training like leading up to it? Do you have to... Because obviously everyone's around the country and it's very difficult to have you know, constantly be everyone flying to train together. Do, are you training together or you got group stuff or just individual? Uh, well, we've got um, a couple of coaches down in Vic. We've got Jenks and Coach Kat. So they've been holding some training sessions um, Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays, some Fridays as well. That's good. Um, so all the Victorian girls go to that and we run through plays and we've, it's great because we've got a whole offensive line um, there. A so whole offensive line. So we actually have a spare some days as well. Is that yeah. five offensive so linemen from six Victoria? Yeah. And, and How many Victorian girls receivers. are there? Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen, wow, okay. Oh, very good. Very, very interesting. Well, that'd make training easy. It, it does because essentially we've got a whole offense except for a QB. Yeah. Um, so that's it's great. I suppose the only downside, Jess could probably agree with me on this one, is um, obviously, you know, we, and you even, Jaya, you know, playing offensive line, you, you want that um, defensive person to go against so that mm. you can train. So it's very boring going against air. <laughs> oh, and, and look, don't, don't get me wrong, Jenks has been pretty good in the sense of, um, you know, going against each other and that type of thing. But, you know, when we're running our plays, we it's really, um, it's going through the motions as well for us. But I think it's been really good. Yeah, yeah, it's been hard it's facing been hard. up against one. Like, we have one defensive player in Victoria, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, it's it's not the easiest, but, you know, we've got to prepare ourselves some way. And Jenks has been really inclusive to us Massively, to yeah. be able to, you know, work the trainings around what we've got, which is really helpful for us. Yeah, that's good. That's what you want, you know. that. And then, again, you, you're just bonding more. And, and then when you get there and you start these... <laughs> training camps which will be incredibly intense I imagine <laughs> yep. um, and then you'll have your meetings you'll have your morning meetings your k- training your lunch meeting training nighttime game review tr- practice review where yeah. I imagine you'll get chewed out for every yeah. single step yep. you put wrong um, if I was coaching you Nat you definitely would be <laughs> 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 so what do you, you you don't waste steps on the offensive line don't, don't, waste don't take too many steps no. um, but that, that that's really exciting uh, tell me how you guys feel when I imagine there's going to be an opening ceremony and you get to walk walk out wearing the green and gold with the national anthem. It's pretty exciting, pretty spine-tingling stuff to know that not only are you guys representing your country, but you're the first team to ever do it. So no matter what happens for the rest of time, they will look back and you girls will be in that very first team in the Women's World Cup, the very first women's Australian gridiron team. No matter where it goes from here, if it lasts for 100 years or three more years, you will be the very first. That, that must be pretty exciting. It's very exciting. It's, it's pretty rad, yeah. pretty much like I think since I was, you know, little, like, you know, you grow up watching the Olympics, that sort of stuff. I've always wanted to play for Australia. Mm-hmm. Let it be in another sport. I definitely never thought it would be good, <laughs> I'll tell you that. No. But, yeah, that, that moment is probably when it's all going to, like, hit as well. And, you know, the reality is probably going to set in up until that moment. It's just, you know... We've got to get through this training we just camp. Gotta get, we just got to get through <laughs> camp. <laughs> I think we're all just taking one day at a time yeah. and um, really trying to stay focused and trying to stay, um, you know, just yeah, one day at a time. And God, I hope we just kick some butt over there. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that you will. Um, you, you'll have no dramas, and it'll be it'll be a tough. It'll be tough. Like they'll have some oh. really really good football players, but uh, you know, I think you guys have some really good football players too, and. Just go over there and compete and, and most of all, enjoy the moment. Um, mm. Enjoy making all these new friends that you'll have for a lifetime. You know, I talk to guys from Tahiti pretty much every day. I talk to someone that I met there. I'm, I'm planning on going and playing a few games for some guys' teams in the in our off-season. Yeah. It, it's something that it's you really can't describe the feeling. It, it's really, really it's, – it's really difficult because you just all are so proud to be there and yeah. so happy to be there and – you all love football so much and you just want to work. And I, I yeah. think you guys are just going to have the best time over there. And then mm. once all the games are done that last night, you really <laughs> enjoy it. Because I imagine the Moneros will run a very dry camp. <laughs> and I will give you the hot tip. Do not go out and have beers. 
<laughs> okay. No, so no beers. No, no Everything else is everything on the no, cards, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Canada, no right? alcohol <laughs> until the games are finished. Trust me, I've seen people <laughs> bend the rules and they have a way of finding these things out. They're very, very smart. I think they've got cameras on everyone and GPSs, but just just I'd, heed my warning. Yeah. Do not go out drinking until the games are done. I, I think I think the, a lot of the girls are taking this, um, you know, it's very serious. It's, it's very serious for a lot of the girls, you know. This is, this is the highest level that we'll, we will ever play at. So, um, you know, there's a lot of girls that um, it's not, it's not a joke for them and we're not treating as that. And I know a lot of people have their doubts about the women's teams and, you know, this kind of stuff. But um, it's 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 serious for us and, yeah, we're just going to go over there and, and make a name for Australia and I think that's really exciting. So, All right, well, to, to wrap things up, I want to ask you all individually, we'll start with Tanya. I want you to tell me what your expectations are out of the World Cup and what you hope to get out of it during and, and post-World Cup. So what your plans are. You want to go and try play overseas? Wh- whatever your feelings are, starting with you, Tanya. Okay. Um, short-term memory, I'll start with your last question then. Mm-hmm. So um, after the Games, coming back, I want to bring a lot of that back into the local club, uh, back to the Croydon Rangers. Um, basically not taking it like a beer league um, anymore. I, I know a lot of the girls want to compete um, and they want to win another Vic Bowl but just that sense of training that sense of urgency getting back into the huddle getting that next play getting that next rep perfect um, I want to be able to come back and do that with the girls and train with them and, and teach them what I've learnt yeah beautiful what about you Jess Look, very similar to Tanya. I want to be able to bring back as much knowledge as I can as well. And, you know, there, there are going to be so many opportunities after camp as well. I mean, there's, there's op- like you were mentioning, opportunities to play overseas, even like coach overseas. I'd love to look into coaching, something along those lines. Like I've always seen myself more as a coach than a player sometimes. Um, yeah, anything like that. And anything I can do to help anyone over here is, you know, that's, I feel like that's number one, bring all that knowledge back and use it to its advantage. Yeah, and Nata Bay? <laughs> um, yeah, good question, J.A. Good, good questioning. Um, I think that for me the biggest thing is um, I want to inspire the younger girls that are coming through. And, um, you know, like I don't play the most glamorous position at all on the team. I'm not... I'm I would not say it's the least glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I'm not throwing touchdowns. I'm not, I'm not you know... But... Um, you know, and I suppose a, a lot of the kids that get put on the line are, are the kids that no one else wants. And um, I really I really feel like I want to somehow, I don't know how we do it, but, um, I, you know, inspire some younger guys to get involved and, um, and you know, invest back into the girls that are playing. And then, um, yeah, like Jess, I, I want to move into a bit of a coaching role as well. You know, I'm not the youngest of players, you know, like some of us in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not that young now. I was referring to you. <laughs> so. no, okay, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I suppose. But but I'm not rushing into that either because I, I really love playing and um, yeah, I don't want to cut that short to coach either. So, I don't know. Um, I think I'd like to, you know, do work you know, with my mentor and stuff like that. And, um, <laughs> hey, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and develop my football knowledge, you know, get get a better understanding of the game and how it works and what we can do to, you know, when you're in certain situations. And, and then, yeah, go from there and, yeah. But I think no matter what, I think when we come back, we're all going to be trying to grow the game. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be really exciting when we get back. Well, I can say one thing for sure. You'll all come back, not only better players, but better coaches and your knowledge will be through the roof learning from you know the coaching staff like like Jen Welter that you've got over there I think it's gonna be outstanding and and from the entire Vault Studios we wish you nothing but the best of luck and you know I promise you I'll be up whatever time it is in the morning or the day and watching you girls and um, cheering for you because you know you should be very proud of yourselves for being not only the first time a women's team's ever gone but just for being part of an Australian team you should be super proud of yourselves and congratulations on all your hard work and I wish nothing but luck and, and success over there. So go and get it done, girls, and really enjoy yourself. And uh, hopefully we can catch up while you're over there, maybe. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. Beautiful. Thanks, girls. Thank you very much to Pierre.
Pierre Richard, the cornerback from the Northwestern Phoenix on the Australian team. Thanks for joining us, Pierre. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. No worries. And Matilda Kist, the linebacker, sorry, is it Quist? Sorry, the linebacker from the Newcastle Cobras, um, who's also on the Australian team. Thanks again, Matilda. No worries. It's great to be here. And we have uh, our main man, Chalk, who's basically going to run this interview because too much of my voice isn't a good thing, is it, Chalk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've sort of heard, sort of heard, you know. <laughs> I'll hand it over to you, mate. Um, cut sick and get, get, get these girls painted in the right picture. You know how it is, you know how it is. Um, yeah, you you all know who I am, Chuck. Uh, ladies, firstly, from me, big congratulations. We're really proud of you guys. Um, you know, it's really good to have, you know, a couple of New South Wales representees going over to um, Canada for the World Cup. Um, Matilda, I'll start with you, firstly. Um, five-year veteran for the Cobras. Um, I know you because I saw you had the injury. You came up with the injury last season. I think it was your elbow, shoulder? Uh, it was actually my left ring finger. Left but I finger. had to have my whole uh, forearm in a cast for eight weeks. Yeah, I remember seeing that. You're on the sideline with this big, <laughs> big forearm. And I'm like, when's this girl going to get on and lay someone out with it? Um, so, yeah, Matilda, firstly, how are you healing up? And also, how's it feel? I mean, you know, Australian representee. Yeah, it's great. So I've made a full recovery. Um, I'm pretty lucky, I guess. Um, I changed my um, training program um, as I missed out on the season. So I changed my training program so I was still able to actually train, even with my injury. I just had to use assisted straps. Um, I could still pretty much do everything. I just had to adjust it. So I still trained quite hard all the way through. And um, going into camp, I actually felt probably better prepared than I would if I didn't have the injury because I would have had to work during that time. Yeah. So it sort of worked out um, good in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, but, blessing, um, in dis- a blessing in disguise, yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit. But no, I'm pumped for the World Cup. Um, it's only, well, I'm leaving in three days. And yeah, it's pretty real and I'm pretty excited to be going over there. Oh, it's heaps good to hear. Pierre, um, one of my girls actually, for anyone who doesn't know, Pierre plays for the Northwestern Phoenix. Um, Pierre's a cornerback, uh, also wears the greatest number ever, number 23. <laughs> The, myself, I always wear that number, you know. Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> how do you, um, yeah, how, how's things? How do you feel? You know, are you pumped? Are you ready to go? Um, you know, how's your mindset leading into this? You know, you're a couple of days out from flying over. Um, I guess it's the same as Matilda. Like, I'm just, you know, it's been a long process, not just for myself, for the rest of the girls and team. Like, it's been, what, like a year and a half with, since the first trial camp? So it's just really like this last couple of weeks is just really focusing and mentally preparing myself for um, for our match when we go over, to, go over to Canada. So it's just a lot of prepping in terms of making sure that I'm going through with all of my training programs, making sure I'm eating right, keeping my be- my body rested. Um, yeah, just all these things that we have that um, I'm trying to kind of keep afloat so I can so I'm able to I found the concentrate same, and yeah. focus. Yeah, the last few weeks I reckon have just been amazing for recovery. Um, yeah, like trying to really prepare my body just to make sure that we're ready when we go over there and that we're not fatigued. That's been really no. important to me. Yeah, too. yeah. That's that's what I was wondering because it's what it's like a couple of days between games. You got Canada up first, and then what is it? I think is it is it like a couple of days, and then you got Mexico straight after. Yeah, so we play Canada I think on the twenty fourth, and then Mexico on the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't have long in between our games. No. Yeah, so we basically a quick recovery back to the training field and back out there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my next question, both of you, um, how is it working with someone as amazing as Dr. Jen Welter? You know, she's an ex Arizona Cardinals coach. She's you know uh, the first female coach to ever coach in the NFL, and now the first ever. I guess, NFL-trained coach to coach any Australian team. How does it feel? It's great. Um, personally, I haven't been coached by um, a female gridiron player. So for me, that's a little bit different um, and it's good because sometimes they can be on more of the same level as us and explain things in a certain way that we understand or understand how we're feeling. So I think that has helped. And, um, you know, everybody on the team look, looks up to Jen and we look at her and we think, well, you know, she's she's um, proven a point that she can do it and, you know, why can't we? Yeah. 
definitely and she's also just such a massive um motivational person for us like coming to a sport that's so male dominated and a sport that's not even it's very amateur in Australia it's been so awesome and so great to have her as our head coach for the team yeah yeah we were saying this last week on the podcast James mentioned it it's probably the greatest catch that we could have got for a head coach of any Australian team, any pretty much any team in the country, really, um, you know, an ex NFL coach, she's she's you know, world class, like top quality coach. Yeah, yeah definitely. She, she's actually really fun to hang around too. I'll never forget uh, after the first camp, on the last day, we did a video um, with with her in it, and it was like a song called. I am a girl, I am a queen, and it was just so fun. Like, all of us were dancing uh, yeah. and just having such a good time. <laughs> yeah, I still have a photo of cool. me doing the worm. <laughs> oh, you doing the worm. Oh, I think that yeah. be, that's going to need to be shared and, sometime in the future. Yeah, and she's do- actually, you're doing the worm with your pads on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Okay. And it's Matilda. in the film clip for the video. <laughs> Matilda, game one, if you get a sack on the quarterback, please do a worm and point up to the camera the and just, you know, shout out to the guys from Going Local so we all know that was for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um, so other, a couple other things. Um, so obviously, you know, all our girls are split over, you know, all the other states and stuff like that. Um, being that there's, I think there's only, what, three, maybe four girls from New South Wales that uh, made the Australian team. How is it, you know, training without, you know, a a defensive coordinator sitting there telling you what to do um, or, you know, with the rest of your defense there? It's so hard. hard. It's hard to get the girls together on the same day at the same time. Yeah. And I'm from Newcastle, so I've been traveling to and from Sydney for work. So I've just finished 14 weeks at Fire College and I'm exhausted. Like by the time I come home on the Saturday – and then to get back down to Sydney on the Sunday, like it just ends up taking like you have zero time. So for me mentally, it was better to rest and recover than to go down. And then like I went down once and it was only two of us there. And I just thought, you know, this is so hard to get us all here. It's like it's disappointing, but we just don't have enough girls that live close enough to each close. other to actually have yeah. decent training sessions. Yeah, have you guys been able to contact your your teammates from your own team to see if they can, you know, put in a bit of work, uh, put in a bit of work in the off season to help you guys get prepared? Yeah, um, like there's been a few times we've asked some of the girls from Phoenix, but but again, it's it's that time where you know everyone's busy. You got to try and have a time. You got to find a time that's suitable for everyone. So, I mean, for me personally, I've just been getting my family, like because they're the only people that I see more often than anybody yeah. else. So I just get my, my cousins down there. I'm like, just chuck me a ball. Just chuck it a, few, a few times yeah. and, then, and we'll do a couple of drills together. You just got to work with what you've yeah. got, unfortunately. Like, we're not, we're not getting paid for this. To do yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting paid uh, for this. It's basically just, you know, do what you can with to... what we've given and, yeah, work yeah. with it. I really want to go through playbook stuff as well. Like, for me, walkthroughs would be um, – probably more beneficial than the physical training because we're all doing so much physical training already. So for me, like walkthroughs would be more beneficial than actually going down and doing drills and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you, so um, uh, Matilda, you fly out in a couple of days. Is that right? And Pierre, you fly out tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. I fly out tomorrow night. So yes. And Matilda in a couple of days. Well, at least, you know, by the time you guys get down there, get rested up, you know, you got to at least, uh, what a couple of days, probably a whole week and a bit before. Uh, yeah, before so we've, you, we've you... actually got like a, a training camp prior to the yeah. cup. So um, we're going to be at, I think it's Simon Fraser University, um, and we're going to be preparing for the World Cup there as a team. And then we'll go to oh. Langley and stay there for the World Cup. Yeah, well, that's good. At least, you know, you can be with the girls, be with your teammates and be with your coaches and do exactly what, like, like what you said, you know, go through playbook stuff and, um, yeah, get yourself prepared. Yeah, get everything in yeah. sync. Yeah. So um, probably we'll, last question. Um, we've got Canada coming up. Uh, they're runners-up, what, two World Cups in a row. How does it feel? Are you guys nervous? You know, are you excited? Are you pumped? Are you anxious? How does it feel, you know, you're coming up against the – well, let's just say, you know, they, they, they're they a semi-professional team, you know. Um, football is a big sport in that country. How does it feel going up against a team like that? Um, I'm excited. I, was, I think, yeah, 
I'm like, same. I think I just want to get on the... Yeah. You just oh, want to get yes. on and do... I'm... Like, for me, I want to get on and do the best that I can. Exactly. That's pretty much the same as me. I just want to get on, let's do what we've what we've learned and done so far and put it to practice because that's, that's why we're there. We're there to play against the best of the best. And it's... I yeah. feel like Canada is probably everyone... I mean, from what we've heard in social media about, you know, we're up against second best. It's okay. It's fine. We know what we're doing. All we have to do is get on the field and show them what we, what we can do. Yeah, and we've worked so hard. Like We I have. Think so. we're, we're non-contenders in this car. Oh, definitely so. not. Would, I would 100% agree. I've, I've been keeping keeping up with the uh, post there. And anyone listening, if you want to keep up with the post, follow the Australian up at Gridiron Instagram. You'll just see the girls are putting in so much work. You know, I think you guys are rivaling a lot of the men that put in, that put in the work for their uh, representative careers, you know. So. Yeah, we've got a lot to prove, and I think we all really want to make our mark out there, and we do want to come home with a medal. So, yeah, we definitely. just need to get in, get into sync before and go in, and just yeah, I, nerves are good, but I, I don't want us to go in nervous to that game. Yeah, no. I think I think like like any uh, like I, I can speak, you know, because I've played I've played, well, I obviously play, but um, you know that after that first hit, it's where the nerves settle. And everything just yeah, becomes a right. routine. Yeah, that's why I like routine, having a yeah. good warm up. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's up. it. Get the hit out in the warm up, and then right, everything, you know, everything's routine. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right. Well, um, I think if that's all, Ja, you still with me? Yeah, I'm still here, guys. That was fantastic. Um, and yeah. from all of the the Vault Studio and Gridiron Down Under, um, best of luck over there, girls, and and play hard and, and really enjoy yourselves because who knows when this opportunity will arise again and, and no matter what, you're always going to be the very first female team, Australian female team. So hold your heads high and, and just have a really, really good time and play hard and good luck. Yeah, good luck, thank girls. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, yeah, guys. And on behalf of our team, thank you. That, that really means a lot to us and it is great that we are talking about it and getting more exposure for the women in, in Gridiron for Australia. Now joining us from the UNSW Raiders, a uh, good friend of, of uh, Gridiron Down Under, Stacey Spear. What is up, Stace? What's up, Chuck? What's going on? Not too much. I so just wanted to have a chat to you. Um, I read probably one of the best articles, and um, this is speaking of speaking from someone who actually writes for Gridiron Down Under. Your article, I loved it. Talking about gender equity, talking about the Australian Women's World Cup. Fill us in. Tell us what what, what happened with you. So, what's going on with the article? I, I thought it was great. Great to talk about the women's gridiron. Tell us about it. Oh well, look, I uh, I've just started doing a, a sports media degree at UTS, and uh, one of my courses this year was digital sports journalism. Um, and we had to choose a sport to focus on this year, and I thought it was a pretty good opportunity to match my final project with the Women's World Cup that was coming up. Uh, so in sort of doing a bit of research and doing a writing on, on you know, women's football in Australia, um, I sort of came around the strategic plan and sort of started thinking about the future of the sport here in Australia and just wanted to put it out there that, you know, there is currently no plan for the women from a GA perspective. And, you know, the, obviously the rift with GV and everything that's been going on at the moment, sort of it's sort of un, unclear where the future's headed for the sport. So I thought, start the conversation get people talking about it and then maybe we can put a plan together, you know, get all the states involved, be really collaborative about it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think, you know, I think the article is, you know, the good starting point, but as well, I think the fact that we're sending, we're sending our girls over to Canada to represent for us, I think it's going to be a real big talking point when they get back, you know, GA will have to probably see, you know, what, what else can we do, you know, to help our girls succeed? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, you know, it hasn't been, it hasn't been a, a hard, it hasn't been an easy thing to get the girls over there. You know, it's been five years of competition. Um, you know, there's still the league's still very, very young and it's still developing. But I definitely think that there's a future. Um, but for GA to not include any any women in any of the plans to further develop the outback team when you have an outback team already seems a little bit silly. Yeah, well, you know, here at the, here at the uh, Golden Local Podcast, uh, I don't know if you heard our last one, we like to get real controversial. So if anyone from J is listening and wants to, you know, have a, come on and jump on about it, hit us up, let us know, and we can, you know, touch on this. Because, you know, like we said, we just want to be able to further the game for both the men, women, and even the Colts as well. We just want to get everyone into it and grow this game as big as possible. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, Stace, you're defensive back, five-year veteran for the UNSW Raiders, um, and you're also heading over to Vancouver tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, fly out in the morning. Sweet. So tell us, what is um, – so you're you're not part of the actual playing team, but you're going over there as a support no. staff sort of coach? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was over in the selection camp, um, the first selection camp. I was uh, in at quarterback at the time. Um, yep. And then I had a pretty nasty accident during the last waggle um, oh, that sort of put me in hospital, 12 weeks recovery. And uh, by the time the second camp came around, my body just wasn't where it needed to be. I from a personal perspective. So I still wanted to be involved and, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff in terms of media and media coverage and marketing for, for the women on a couple of Facebook pages and groups and stuff. So I thought, well, let's just go over and, and see what we can get happening over there. You know, I'm really looking forward to doing some, you know, some interviews and, and just, you know, some coverage of the girls while we're over there and then hopefully it transfers over when we get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think like like we said before, you know, I think it's really good what you're doing. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Stacey actually runs the social media for GNSW. Am I right there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Stacey runs the uh, social media for GNSW, making sure everything from GNSW is coming out, you know, is obviously on the ball, ready to go, you know, getting the results in for after every game. Um, but yeah, we just, you know, we like we said, we just want to be able to, you know, get some coverage over there for the girls. That's exactly right, you know, and it's going to be a great opportunity. You know, the, the live stream is going to be run by Football Canada, um, which is definitely exciting. And if you jump onto the Women's Gridiron Leagues of Australia Facebook page, you'll be able to see the, the live stream event um, that will be coming up. Um, but then also, too, I mean, the time difference over there, our first game is against Canada at 7.30 at night um, in Canada. So it'll be over here probably 10 or 11 o'clock Sunday morning. So it should be good, some good viewing for some Sunday football. You know what? It's been that long since I've watched any sort, any kind of proper football game. You know, I've been watching college replay stuff like that. It's gonna be good to wake up on a Sunday. You know, sit down, watch and watch a good, you know, good good football game with our girls. Well, that's exactly right. You know, I, I remember how excited I was when you know the last Outback men's team went over, and just, you know, waking up and being able to see the highlights and seeing that the guys have done really well, and you know, just made me a little bit more excited about being a part of the Outback program as a whole. Yeah, yeah, and again, you know, it's a real good thing that what you're doing there. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to jump back onto this article here. I'm looking, you know, you're obviously talking about, you know, the politics of sports and stuff like that. Mm. Um, tell me, you know, your standpoint now in – we won't go so far as GA, you know. We'll try and keep it a bit local. With GNSW, you know, we've got some – Teams that are expanding the women's division, you know, uh, we've got the Raiders who are coming up hopefully to put a women's team in this year. I know Central Coast are trying to put a women's team in this year. How do you think we're progressing, you know? How do you think things are going with for the, for the women's in uh, GNSW? And do you think, you know, we can do more, you know? Do you think GNSW can do more? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it's and it's you know it's a it's been a talking point for a long time. I mean, uh, I started the women's subcommittee, um, which meets uh, you know monthly, and we and we discuss initiatives to try and drive uh, more awareness and more recruitment of the sport uh, in general. But I mean, at the moment, it's looking good. It's it's been a pretty stagnant competition for the last couple of years. You know, five years coming on five years now, and still only four teams, and obviously with you know, Newcastle having forfeit issues last year and all that sort of stuff. It just, I think it's important for all the clubs to sort of dig deep and go, let's let's really try and grow this sport. You know, the Rebels have been doing a great job. They're looking at some great numbers. Uh, Wollongong Mustangs, they've uh, indicated that they're looking to put a team in, whether they get up or not, you know, it's, it's we don't know just yet. But yeah. in terms of this, the skill development from, from the women's side, I mean, we we as a as a state lack you know, really good tackling um, as as a whole. Uh, and our, our quarterbacks definitely need some development down here. So I think GNSW need to go the, by the ways of doing development camps and, and all that sort of stuff to sort of strengthen the numbers to have a strong state program. But then also clubs need to get involved and have women's programs as well so we can just grow as a league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely, completely agree. You know, our women's program at Phoenix has been uh, at Northwestern's been gone for a fair few years now, and you know we're picking up heaps of good players. You know we've got some players coming up from Canberra playing as well, but you know it's obviously you know just go, it goes to show that you know the game is the women's leagues isn't you know as developed as you know we want it to be. But you know I feel like with the way things are going, you know it's a slow progression. But, I, but, you know, we, we're eventually going to get there, I think, you know, with, with the things that are happening, you know, like you said, with, you know, um, Central Coast, Re, uh, Rebels, uh, Wollongong as well, looking to put put, team, put teams through. You know, it's all good good progression. And, you know, we particularly got um, 
Renee Hahn, is it? She plays for you. Does she play for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Renee plays for us for the Raiders. And she's from Dapto down in down yep. in Wollongong. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, and mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's a perfect. I saw some coverage by Channel Nine talking about her going over to the Outback, um, you know, and and that's that's perfect coverage for you know the game down there. Is helping to yeah. grow that grow the women's side. Yeah, definitely. And you know, looking at Macarthur as well. You know, Macarthur's been. You know, I've been getting a whole heap of inquiries from down there, and been shooting them over to Antonio, who's obviously running the women's program down there at the moment. And uh, you know, they're looking pretty strong too. But time will tell. Um, and I just think, from a GNSW perspective, I just keep doing the best I can to promote the women and promote the teams, and you know, hopefully develop another program to send out to the other clubs to go, hey, it's not hard to join a, to have a women's team in, in your club. You know, it brings you extra revenue. It brings you a bit of a community. It brings you family. So there's a whole heap of reasons for clubs to get involved with women's football. And I think that if we start pushing that a little bit better, then maybe the league will start growing. That's it. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, well, I think that's pretty much it. You know, uh, Stace, I don't want to keep you for too long because I know you're flying out in the morning. Um, appreciate your time that you've spent with us. Um, J.A., you still sitting with me, mate? Yeah, I'm here, mate. Um, yeah, Stacey, yeah, best luck over there. And I, I can tell you, for one thing, we'll, we'll be certainly be watching it. And from everyone at the Bolt Studios and Gridiron down under, um, which we this is a pretty common common speech we've done tonight, but it's genuine. We wish the girls all the best of luck and and appreciate the articles you put up for uh, you put up for Gridiron down under. It was fantastic. So thanks a lot, Stace. No worries, JR. It was really great t- chatting to you guys, and thanks for uh, having me on tonight. Joining us now for the Going Local podcast is the coach of the Australians women's team, the inaugural Australian women's team, Dr. Jen Welter. Thank you very much for joining us, Jen. Oh, my pleasure. We appreciate your support. All the way from Canada. How's the camp been so far? Pretty full on? Oh, yeah. It's it's great. I mean, we're still getting rolling. Um, we're just now starting, and I think uh, tomorrow is going to be our our most fast and furious day yet. Oh, that's beautiful. And ju- just to, to start us off, if um, people don't know a lot about your story, I, I certainly do myself, but if you could just give us just a, a quick background in, in how it basically came to being the coach of the Australian women's team. Um, well, I was actually a player for a very long time over in the States. I played women's football for about 15 years had an opportunity to play on the 2010 and 13 U.S. Women's National Team, where we won two gold medals, um, and then was blessed with a, a career that went to men's football as a player for one season with the Texas Revolution. Then I went on to coach them the next season, and from there I became the first female coach in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, after I finished with them in 2015 – we had a plan and um, essentially it was my original offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator from team USA that heard about the opportunity to coach in Australia. And to me, um, I had been over to Australia once before when they were first playing gridiron and it was a great opportunity because there's just such a love and raw passion for um, all the codes of football in Australia. So the opportunity to kind of help take the game to the next level with two of the best coaches I had ever played for um, was an outstanding one to me. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a very exciting story. And you said, you, you know, you're with the Arizona Cardinals as the first female coach ever in the NFL, which we actually, we have an NFL podcast and we, we discussed that on that and how, how terrific it is that women's football is now trying to get, starting to get the recognition. And I, I'm sure it's been a very long haul. And, you know, I think the fact that when, when I found out you were the Australian head coach, the first thing that came to my mind was just how awesome a get that was for the Australian team I think someone you know I instantly knew who you were and your, your story and the fact that there's someone who has been in the same room as you know as an Arizona Cardinals coach and been in the NFL there's not many people in Australia that have, that have had that experience so I think when Australia hired you it was very exciting and uh, have you felt that support from the Australians? Oh without a doubt um, you know the the team itself right um, all of the ladies that play that play for us and 
all of the Australian coaches are just, they've been so receptive. You know, as we had a conversation just today, I said, the best gift we can give you as coaches is to make you better. So just let us make you better. Let us bring you to the greatest point that you've had in, in gridiron so far and give you a foundation to take it even further. And I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, it's such a great group to work with because they're just hungry to be great. Um, they're young in the game, but I think you guys will see that this team will really kick off um, a tradition in gridiron that's going to just keep expanding. Yeah, and I, look, I'm I'm lucky enough to be personally involved with with some of the women. I, I know Kat Bauhaus, who was very 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 thankful for her helping us with this interview, and she's a, a player at the women's team that I play for and help coach. And Bliss Love and Tanya and and Nat Jones, I do a lot of private work with as an offensive lineman. And I think that you're right that the passion these girls show it really puts the men to shame, especially in this country. These women want it so badly. And from all the interviews we've done with all the women um, for this podcast, the, the thing that stands true is just the passion and the love of the game and the commitment to it and the work they've put in. And I think that's that's something that, you know, no matter what quality of football or sport I'm watching, if you're passionate and love doing it, I will always support and, and help that. And that's something that I think this women's team has got in spades. Oh, without a doubt. You know, um, I, I've talked to some of my Team USA teammates and they, you know, they're all so curious. They're like, what's it like? And I'm like, it's like when we first played. It's that pure love and passion of a game that we were always told we weren't supposed to play. And these ladies, um, if you don't know this, for everybody who's listening, this is a level of football where they're dedicating just as much as anyone else would be and they're the best you have in your country and yet they're still paying to play yep. so it's pure passion and love of the game and a commitment to excellence to really set the standard for australia for all the generations to come yeah and look you know again on a personal level i was lucky enough to go to tahiti with an australian development squad uh, last year and it, it's a lot of work and you have to really love football because Football's not the type of game you can play if you don't love it because it's so physical and so hard and so technical based. Like the time you spend as an offensive lineman practicing one step and some people just don't have that passion for it. <laughs> and that's something that, you know, yeah. if, if you really want to be good at it, you have to learn that and learn to be patient and, and really understand the intricacies of the game. And I think that's something that, you know, as you know, an Australian, I'm very proud of this entire team and all the girls on it. Um, and, and I'm happy to say that in the way they go about it because it's just it's it's inspiring to me the way they go about their football. Oh, absolutely! And um, all of you should be very proud. You know, um, for me, I remember playing rugby in the states, and it's almost the equivalent. Playing rugby in the states is like playing gridiron in Australia. It's a sport that most of the people around you when you're playing it they they don't understand it and it's the outsider sport it's the underdogs and yet they're so passionate and it's it's really exciting to see it's it's a blast for me and, and just in terms of the tournament what are your goals as the Australian head coach is it, is it a long-term situation for you you want to be with them for a while what's your goals in this championship what's the plans um, well, you know, I mean, that, that remains to de be determined, obviously, you know, coaching is hard because the best description I ever got when I was in Arizona is one of the guys said, if you're a fair football coach, be prepared for a life on skates because there's a lot of, um, uncertainty and everything is constantly moving. So that's hard, right? Because that's not in your control. My goal as their head coach is to be very focused on what we can create this time and to teach them the foundations and to show them what's possible, you know, to show them how great the game can truly be, but to also remind them that being the pioneers in, in every, in anything means that you're, you're choosing to live an exceptional life and one that is often filled with the bumps and bruises because 
you know, they say trailblazer, but I told somebody, I'm like, you know, all that means is you take the branches to the face, right? Like you're taking the hard path. You're choosing to go a road that other people haven't gone. In turn, making it easier for everyone behind them. Absolutely. But you are the one who has the tough road and the process. And I've experienced it more times than I can count in my professional life. And so when these ladies, you know, um, are going through it, I'm like, I get it because I've been through it and I'm still going through it. And yet what you have to remember is you'll always be the ones that they, they remember, that they look up to, that they aspire to be because you're the first. And to be able to impress that upon them um, in that, you know, obviously the goal is one goal is to win games, but the overall goal is, you know, to win the hearts of your nation, right? And to increase participation and to be those leaders and the ambassadors of the game, both in your country and when you travel abroad. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it's a big responsibility what they're doing. And I hope they really understand that. And and I hope they understand that, you know, the entire Gridiron community and everyone else that knows about it from Australia is 100% behind yourself and the entire team. It, it's just, we're so impressed with the way this has gone and, you know, very happy to, to, to be a part of it in any way. Well, we appreciate your support. It means a lot. Look, um, I'll, I'll just ask you one last question before I let you go. I know it's sure. late over there. What is it like sitting in a room having a conversation with Bruce Arians? Oh, yeah, he's the best. I um, uh, I think that everybody should look at him for the change that he made in society. It, it's a, uh, it takes a bold leader to do something that's never been, been done before and um, I am eternally grateful. He's a dear friend and a mentor, and and uh, I would encourage anybody who had a chance to sit down with him to uh, to do so. Oh, beautiful! Because he is a man of high character and definitely a character on top of that. Oh, that that's awesome to hear. I'm I'm very glad to hear that. Look, I I won't take up any more of your time. From the bottom of our heart here at the Vault Studios and from the Going Local podcast, good luck with the tournament and good luck for all your endeavours in football and, and congratulations on the Australian team and, and, and congratulations on everything in the future and thank you very much for joining us. We very much appreciate it. Absolutely, anytime and thanks for uh, supporting these ladies. They really, uh, they really are quite outstanding. Thanks a lot, Jen. 